You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the Wall of Freedom. Uh, Mr. Dugan, over the last several years, we've seen repeated efforts in Democrat-controlled cities and states to effectively decriminalize theft. California, for example, said that any theft under $950 is no longer a felony. And we won't arrest you if you're under that dollar figure. A recent NBC News article stated that both CVS and Walgreens say shoplifting in San Francisco outpaces thefts at their stores across the country. Pretty common sense. If you remove or greatly reduce the penalty for stealing things, theft gets worse. What exactly are the figures for non-employee theft in CVS stores around the country? And in particular, how do the rates of theft differ in jurisdictions with so-called progressive prosecutors who decline to prosecute shoplifting versus uh, jurisdictions where law enforcement is enforcing laws against theft? As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Have you ever heard of the term decriminalization? If you have it, need to understand it. it is a huge gigantic issue in our country today so what exactly is decriminalization it's the repeal or amendment of undoing undoing of statutes which made certain acts of crime so that those acts no longer are crimes or subject to prosecution. It is happening across this country where millions of people are no longer being accountable to the laws, that's what I'm telling you, the laws on the books that millions of people have voted for to protect their property, their lives, and their way of life. Currently, there is a considerable movement toward decriminalization of the use of narcotics. So if you go on the internet, this is flooded with this. But see, it is a lot more than just narcotics, particularly marijuana. Individual rights and contention that decriminalization would take the profit out of the drug trade by making drugs available through clinics and other sources. You see, here's the loop. 
you allow people to take these hallucinative drugs, not saying alcohol is good. It's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is it's a circle. You allow these people to live in an environment of the drug world to fuel that drug world that they live in, they have no other choice but to steal, to be able to provide for their habits or do whatever it takes to get money to pay for their habit. So if you legalize drugs, which many states are doing, not just marijuana, then more and more people are going to think that that is the right thing for you to do. And then they're going to be trapped, just like alcoholics in this world, to steal from others so they can provide for their habit. That's what this is all about. Well, part of it. See, the the other part of it is the fact that these leftists, these what you would call justice people in these states think that they're loving people by forgiving them for their mistakes. That is true, and we should do that. But what's happening is the attorney generals are not prosecuting people that have committed tremendous crime. I'm going to prove it to you tonight, listening to a video that will give you a better understanding of what's really happening. I have no problem. We should have no problem forgiving a person if they make a mistake. But major crime is different. If you forgive that person, they don't repent for what they did. They will just do it over and over again. And this is what is happening. Unfortunately, our country and a lot of our citizens are in danger because the society as a whole will not hold people accountable for crime. So what is crime? Crime is when another person does something against another person or an entity that is against the law. That law is in place because of the citizens of the society to prevent that person from doing whatever that crime is. And if they refuse to adhere to the law, then the penalties are applied to that person. 
to prevent them from doing it again. Whether it's money, jail time, federal prison, whatever it is. That's the reason we have a judicial system which has been given to us by God to give the person that committed the crime the justice that they deserve. Did you hear what I just said? The justice that they deserve because of the crime that they committed. So we're going to take a break. When we get back, I'm going to play more of the introduction clip, which is the Bonehead Award, which you got to hear that. Not only that, this person comes on Fox and explains the truth about what is happening with this decriminalization throughout this great country of ours. I suppose 
hotel The desert's quiet, Cleveland's cold So the story ends, we're told I don't need your prayers, it's true To save a few, we left it too He only did what he had to do was allowed to go so long because of kindness. He was a criminal, but there's kindness to criminals. And that's what we're talking about and dealing with decriminalization. You see, the powers to be think in their mind they're the ones that are responsible for kindness. The leftists think that they have to power, the power to forgive you for crimes. That is not true. Only the God that created you can forgive you for the crimes that you have committed. The laws are on the books to ensure that you pay the price of the crime that you committed. And maybe, just maybe, you will... Change your mind about being a criminal. But if we don't prosecute them and bring them in front of a court of law with witnesses, then they will keep doing it over and over again. This is how human beings are. Until you press down on a person that is committing wrong, whether it's a child, whether it's an adult, they do not and will not get the point that is wrong. And if you furthermore say that it is a good thing that you can commit these crimes, then more people will say, hey, I'm not going to be held responsible, so I'll just go out there and do it. So I'm going to play a clip from Fox about how 
this situation has completely got out of hand because the main street media, I'm not saying Fox not part of it, but this is a good, a good clip from them explaining how the states of certain judicial environments have refused to prosecute and have let go of thousands of people that committed crimes because I guess it's just too difficult for their judicial system to prosecute them. And maybe, just maybe, they don't understand what prison is really for. It's not to incarcerate a person for life, if necessary. It is designed so that a person can understand what they did, pay that price, go back into society, and not do that crime again. Uh, John, here we Take go. Take a great and listen more reminders to this. That it's not stopping. The difference this time, people like Nancy Pelosi, the mayor of San Francisco, others saying enough is enough. What do you make of it? Yeah, I mean, as they should have been saying a long time ago, and I got to tell you, there was a recent study that came out that identified 22 major cities, and they said that there was an increase in homicides when they looked at uh, the first nine months of this year, they saw an increase in homicides. These same 22 cities had a 36 percent increase in homicides from 2019 to 2020. In addition to that, there was an FBI report released showing that across the country, not just in major cities, but across the country, homicides have increased by 30 percent. Now, I can't blame people like Joe Biden for what happened last year because he wasn't president. He was running, and certainly we know that Donald Trump ran on law and order. But this year, what what Joe Biden should be doing is telling those county prosecutors uh, across the country, whether that be in Chicago with Kim Fox, whether that be in Los Angeles County, whether that be in uh, uh, Pennsylvania, wherever it may, Philadelphia, I mean, uh, wherever it may be, he needs to tell them, hey, if you don't crack down on crime in these areas that's devastating the lives of a lot of people, then I'm going to take away some of your funding from the DOJ. He needs to get tough, and he needs to get tough now. But unfortunately, the American people do not believe that he is willing to get tough, because a Fox News poll just showed, or a poll Fox News reported on three, four days ago, showed that 43 percent of Americans approve of his handling on crime. So this is a devastation that needs to end immediately, because lives are being ruined left and right because of these issues. You know, it is, you know, jarring when you see, like, a mayor of San Francisco doing a 180, saying this crime situation, the problems have got to get on top of it. Uh, you know, someone whose district includes San Francisco, the greater the San Francisco area, Nancy Pelosi, saying as much, uh, you've got a new incoming African-American, uh, you know, a woman, the first in the New York City Police Department history, who's going to be heading things up with uh, a 20-year veteran of the Police Department, Eric Adams, when he takes office on January 1. Uh, they're all pretty serious about this being very serious. I'm just wondering what, what will change. 
You know what? I'm hopeful that in New York City, especially where they defunded the police by a billion dollars uh, initially, that things will change with this new leadership. Of course, we don't share politics, the, the incoming mayor, him and I. However, though, he was one of the only ones who was willing to say that things need to change back when it wasn't popular. So that that changes, I think, the, the possibly changes the game in the, the city of New York. But what, what about the city of Chicago and Cook County, where we've experienced these issues for years. Kim Fox, she was brought in as county prosecutor and then dropped 25,000 felony cases, including rape and murder. So who's going to say anything about that? Because we've not really seen action on that. We've not really seen liberals like Joe Biden, who and Kamala Harris are calling out these kind of folks. They kind of supported her or stayed quiet. So that's problematic. And when I say supported it, I'm talking about the defund the police sure. movement by not speaking out against it. I want to make sure I'm clear for our viewers. I I think that they need to begin to speak out. And if you don't, you got to hold the power of the purse. And he's not doing that. And that's unfortunate for many citizens who in the city of San Francisco, who now are leaving their doors unlocked and their their vehicles open. So criminals know that there's nothing in there to steal. What, what, what country? This should not be happening in any American cities. And the fact that it continues to happen and there's not enough conversation about it is devastating. So now you have citizens. Trying to take in their hands a solution to keep them from this criminal, from people that want to steal from them. Because the government, the state refuses, absolutely refuses to understand crime is crime according to the law. If you do something stupid, according to the law, which the majority of these people, through representation in their states, have passed, then why in the world will the states not support it? If you don't like the law, that's fine. Go through the voting process. And eliminate it. They don't care. Leftists don't care about the law, the Constitution, and the people. They only care about what is in that screwed up brain of theirs. And they're thinking, if I forgive all these people, then I'm famous. I'm the king. I'm in charge. It's really what this is. It's it's about power. But power is not divided between the entities of a state. Power is of the people. And when that power is being subjugated to the people that got voted... The people need to say enough is enough. And this is exactly what they're talking about. We're tired of this crap. And even, even some, not many, some of the leftists and the liberals in this country are realizing what's going on. But like everything else, it takes time through bureaucracy to change 
anything in this country, specifically across the country. So it's going to take time to readjust, to vote the right people in, to be able to understand the situation and make the corrective law decisions to make it safe for a person to walk around L.A., to drive around L.A., to drive around New York City. I don't have that problem in Alabama because they understand the laws and the attorney generals prosecute people according to the law. Okay, bonehead. This bonehead is a follow-up from the introduction where Ted Cruz was talking to supposedly this guy in charge of CVS pharmacies and the companies with Walgreens, etc. And supposedly investigating and understanding the crime in their stores. And he absolutely refused, which is true, which is absolutely true, that these crimes are uh, very high, much more high than any of the conservative states. Well, thank you for that question, and Senator. He refuses to acknowledge it. This is an absolute. But if Phone you allow me I, I, to comment, um, this is not a big city problem, right? Um, decriminalization uh, is contributing to the problem. You're, you're, you're right, sir. Is uh, there more theft in San Francisco than elsewhere? No, sir. There's not? Not rel relative to the amount of stores and market share that we have. It's, it's higher. But so it, NBC News was wrong when they said that? I'm, I can only speak to what I, what I see every day on the ground, Senator, and I... I follow these criminals day to day from state to state and city to city. So CVS would support other jurisdictions legalizing shoplifting up to, up to $950? CVS does not support legalizing shoplifting. Why not? Why not? Why don't we, we're not going to endorse criminal activity. But you're saying it has no effect. I never said it had no effect. You said there's not worse shoplifting in San Francisco. I, I find that, that highly dubious. no effect, Senator. It, 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 does it have an effect or not? Yes, of course it does. What's the effect? The effect is shoplifting is completely different than organized retail crime. If you're talking about shoplifting, that's a whole different dynamic than organized retail crime. And, organized and, retail and so crime, my question is, what's the effect? You, you, you guys have, have the data. I'm, I'm sure I understand your question, Senator. Is there an effect? That, do we take losses to shoplifting? Yes, like every other retailer. And, and are they the greater in jurisdictions that effectively legalize it? No, they're not. Uh, what so, so, so then why would you oppose every jurisdiction legalizing shoplifting? I, I, you, your questions are not, your answers not making any sense, sir. Uh, well, I respectfully disagree. I think I'd make perfect sense. What, what I'm saying, Senator, is this crime goes to all 50 states. It's not a big city problem. Absolutely not. So why would you there oppose are, every jurisdiction much, legalizing shoplifting? Sir, why would you oppose every jurisdiction legalizing shoplifting? We're not going to, uh, why are we not going to oppose why? Legalizing shoplifting? Yes. 
No, we're not going to do that, Senator. We're not going to endorse criminal activity. But shoplifting is a different dynamic than organized retail crime. And I'm, what I'm here to, to testify about today <laughs> is that organized retail crime All right, that, 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 that's, that's really quite including remarkable. Including the major cities in Texas. That, that, that's, that's really quite remarkable. Um, let me ask a different question, which is you go into to, to great detail about organized criminal organizations. But I want to point to you to, to something in, in Ms. Camel's testimony, where she cites the work of, of J.P. Kennedy, who's written a lot on the subject of theft. And one scholarly article that Mr. Kennedy wrote, Functional Redundancy in Response to Employee Theft Within Small Businesses, has an interesting paragraph on the second page which is relevant to this discussion. It says, quote, it has been estimated that employee theft within the United States is 10 times more costly than all forms of traditional street crime, and that it costs victimized businesses in the U.S. economy as much as $400 billion a year. Furthermore, employee theft is estimated to cost victimized businesses significantly more than non-employee theft within the same businesses. In your experience, uh, what is the relative magnitude of employee theft versus non-employee theft for retailers? Uh, my scope at CBS, Senator, is to investigate the external part of, of the theft. I don't have the internal figures necessarily at CBS. Uh, I will say overall, as a president of the Coalition of Law Enforcement and Retail, that internal theft is down. Uh, I could certainly provide you a report to, with those figures attached to it, Senator, if, if you'd like me to. Uh, but my Do you have any judgment as to which is bigger, employee theft or non-employee theft? Well, it's it's... I might be a biased opinion there, Senator, because I'm in the street every day working on organized retail crime. I see the harm that it does every day, why we need this federal legislation. So I, I, I see it. Sir, see with it all respect, I'd like you to answer my question. Do you have any judgment as to which is bigger, employee theft or non-employee theft? And in particular, Mr. Kennedy says employee theft is 10 times larger. No, I would disagree with that, with that okay. assessment. Do you have any judgment as to which is bigger, employee theft or non-employee theft? Most recently, over the last the spread of this epidemic, I would say non-employee theft. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. The spread of the epidemic. So now, crime is an epidemic. I wonder why it's an epidemic. Because they, these people are allowing them to do it. You can take anything you want in any store in San Francisco and as long as you don't steal $950 of merchandise, you're not going to be held responsible. Okay, so you're one person. What happens if 10 come in that day and steal from that store and they're not held responsible? And this bonehead person refuses to acknowledge that he eventually got to the point where he was like non-employee theft is higher 45 million dollars was stole from this company last year alone 45 million dollars if that's not a problem I don't know what a problem is when it comes to a person not being prosecuted for being a thief. I don't care what your environment is. 
And most important is we have a large number of government assistant programs that can sustain these people. But see, they are not willing to just be sustained. They want what we have, and they're going to take it. And when they take it, they're not going to be held accountable. That is decriminalization. Because they are not being held to the laws that are on the books in every one of these states. The attorney generals refuse to pay attention to those laws. Just like this man was saying, 25,000 people in California, 25,000 people from murder to rape to whatever it is, was instantly forgiven and not held responsible. If you think for a second in your mind, these people will not continue what they're doing, especially if they've been let off the first time, they will do it over and over and over again. Unless the judicial system with the law applies it to that person and says, you have to stop doing this because of society cannot deal and should not deal with you as a criminal. I ask you very dearly to please share this podcast a lot of people don't listen to this they don't they don't understand what's happening because it's under the cover it's under their understanding but they listen to podcasts you can share it on any of the social media platforms and maybe just maybe one person will wake up and understand that eventually, depending on where they live, somebody will steal from you and not be held responsible. This is the Gunny Out. Of the free life is still yet to come. 